I'm Evelyn Glennie, and you're listening to the Evelyn Glennie Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to my first ever podcast. This is all part of the Evelyn Glennie podcast series and uh, heavens above, I can't tell you how excited I am to have my first guest. She's an incredible lady, so inspiring and truly, you know, I don't know how you do what you do. So can you guess who I'm talking about? It's the wonderful Yolanda Brown. Oh, thank you so much. That's amazing. I want to know do you have a rubik cube with you i tell you in, in the drive up i was thinking i should have brought one with me just <laughs> so just when to keep me going yeah i know is that a is that a warm-up kind of mental warm-up for you physical getting your hands warmed up you know or? what funnily enough and i know we're talking about sounds but yeah. that sort of answers one of my questions later on is that i love the sound of it too does a there, Rubik's Cube make oh a sound? Oh my, does it? There is like ah. a, a scraping stroke kind of, it's quite a therapeutic sound. It's like a rattle almost. Oh, um, when you're when you're twisting it, when you're, you've really got the algorithms and you're working quickly, ah. it's a lovely rhythmic sound and it's really relaxing. Well, because <laughs> I've actually got a Rubik's Cube at home. Yes. But I hadn't realised it made a sound. Yeah, oh, when you feel, it. you can feel when you're, when you're moving it and sometimes when you get a really good Rubik's Cube, it's been worked a lot you get a really lovely sound with it, it really wow. <laughs> so what's the quickest you've you've completed the, the so cube? in my heyday <laughs> in my heyday I got down to about four and a half minutes um, and I downloaded this special app for my iPad where you put your hands on it and then you do it and then you put your hands on the app so I was very dedicated to That's making amazing. sure I timed it properly um, but yeah I do love all that the algorithms and knowing sort of how the cube works and it, it, it's something that can be solved and yeah, that's kind of yeah. I, I love that about it because I mean you know we're both in the entertainment business yes, aren't we yes. and, and what I found really interesting with your journey is that apart from the Rubik's Cube and apart <laughs> from having a desire to be a racing driver yes <laughs> a racing driver absolutely I love driving first of all okay and then I love speed so to join those two ah. things is amazing and actually it's being at one with the car it's not so much just you know the excitement of the track and what you wear and things like that it's actually when you get into a rhythm of of driving mm. and you know the turn is coming you know the course it becomes a, almost a dance with the car oh, um, and I, I just find it fascinating that you can really just lean into lean into turns or you know what the car's going to yeah. do and yeah. it does become a bit of a dance with with, with yeah. the car I, I mean I, I can I do sort of get where you're coming from because you feel that when you ride a motorbike yes and uh and we were talking earlier when you arrived because there's a, a, a bright red there's motorbike. There's a beautiful you know, motorbike the, when you come into the building. I yeah. know. And, but funnily enough, although that one hasn't been ridden, mm. um, when I was learning to ride a bike, and I've had a license for oh, 20 years wow. now, but exactly as you say, you do have to become one with that road. You, you do. do have to be comfortable with, with speed and yes. how you negotiate that. You do have to be comfortable with the the type of terrain that you're on Absolutely. and the weather and, and yeah. be kind of extra vigilant, you know, you your do. antenna. And the moment so that you fight it, 
it beca- it does become a battle and i think it's similar with music actually i was going to ask the minute you, yeah. <laughs> the minute that you relax into it especially when it's based in improvisation it can mm. be quite a tense nerve-wracking experience but the minute you just actually relax and just let music happen let space happen Mm. let you know just open up a little bit it becomes quite enjoyable yeah I mean it's funny because when we collaborated um, as part of your 10th anniversary a a magnificent occasion at the festival yes in London yes and you know what really struck me well there are so many things that that (laughs) were just really interesting and amazing but was just this very natural rapport you have with the audience somehow you brought such a large space yes. you know it's a big hall it's a that, big hall it, yeah it can be quite intimidating but actually you just brought everything together oh, it was you. like a real celebration <laughs> absolutely but but what's happening there because it seems as though you know correct me if i'm wrong here but but you're the same <laughs> on stage, off stage, wherever you are. Yeah, that's important to me. Nature, you yeah, know, that mean that means a lot to me because that, that is important. I want people to know me, you know. Um, yeah. And the, the point is that for some people, it's their first ever concert. For some people, they've been to a jazz show before and they think they know what it's going to be. Some people have been to a concert before and they think they know. Mm. But actually, you're coming into my world now. Welcome to my living room, you know. Yeah. And um, you just want people to feel relaxed. And I guess in a similar way to driving, once you allow people to relax and think, oh, actually, oh, if I want to dance, I can dance. Mm. If I want to sort of nudge the person next to me, I, I can. Um, mm-hmm. And with that, then the music happens and we just have an enjoyable time. It's not a pretense or, you know, this is how you should act or clap at this point. Mm. Do whatever you feel naturally mm. happens for you. Yeah. And we'll all have a good time because nobody's acting then. We can all be ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I want people to feel that when, when I meet them as, as well, you yeah. know. So it's important to me at the end of any show, be it Royal Festival Hall or be it a jazz club, to meet the audience after after the show and give mm. them a good hug, get a good hug in and um, and just get to know them. And I think that that for me is why I do music that that's the communication element of it yes um then it's not about how many notes did you fit into a solo <laughs> or you know what scale did you use over that chord it's actually just about enjoying music yeah um, and yeah. I want people to feel that absolutely <laughs> and I mean you've you've had such a an extraordinary journey actually because aside from starting off really studying business studies absolutely you know I mean that's interesting in itself was that with the intention of thinking about the entertainment business getting into the the entertainment side well I've always learnt music so from the age of six I I learnt the piano to start with um, and moved over to the drums was my second instrument actually I actually took grades on the drums so if I see anything (laughs) missing by you know when you leave then I'll think I'll be working my way to hear from I find that they're in your hands that's okay you (laughs) (laughs) finally made it Um, but actually I don't think that the music industry was ever exposed to me as a job funnily enough this is a people on the podcast will uh, will understand this this is a very momentous occasion for me working with you alone was was a dream come true and being able to to see you record and and get (laughs) to introduce you to my music but you were the first artist that I ever heard of 
wow. in terms of a musician. You know, we have pop music and we see our pop stars and we see our celebrities and all of that. But you were the first musician that was ever introduced to me. And that was in, in my drum lesson. And as we walked wow. up the stairs here, one of your posters was hanging up in our drum room at our school. Wow, that's amazing. And um, I remember the teacher saying to me, you know, don't play the music, feel the music. Oh. And obviously for a young sort of 10 year old, it's like, what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> and she yeah. said, you need to go and check out um, Evelyn Glennie. She feels the music and she can't hear it. And that just blew my mind. And so you, I know you know this, but That's you have been though. an absolute That's... inspiration to me throughout because oh. it changed what music meant to me. Mm. But even then I was still thinking about you in the context of just playing music. I didn't look at what that means to be an artist. And so I didn't know that music could be your profession. You, you just think, you know, there's some people that are musicians and maybe they get picked, maybe they get asked. Like, yeah, <laughs> I never yeah. knew that you could create a career in music. Mm -hmm. um, so the business side of things was just to be a management consultant or to get into education. Um, I was studying up to PhD level management science, maybe stay in academia. I don't know, but it was never related to music. It was like two worlds that Goodness. never the twain shall meet kind That's of thing. So. <laughs> and it's funny, you know, when, when we think about this, because, you know, I remember as a student myself back in the, the 80s, yes. whereby the business side of things were not addressed at, at all. all. No. I mean, not one single thing yeah. was addressed, which is interesting. And it's, that's the business we're in. Well, exactly that. And it is called the music business. Mm. The, the, the equation never made sense before, but music business is music and business. And yeah. you do need, need, need to know both. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nowadays, you can do a lot more yourself. You know, you, you don't need a record label necessarily to push you out there. And for yeah. my career, certainly, it's been independent the whole way. Yeah. And so you do need to understand, you know, if you're going on a tour, how do you do the cash flow? How do you know the routing? Um, mm. One of my first tours, we're going to Scotland, come back to London, then go to Manchester, then come back there. <laughs> do you just think this makes no sense? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So you you do need to understand the business side of things, yes. um, and yes. it, and you're right, it should be taught. Yeah, and the kind of listening to your own body in those circumstances, yes. because. You know, I mean, I, there are two things going on in my head at the moment. One is to sort of I'm curious about, you know, if you noticed any difference between playing the drums mm. when you played percussion yes. and playing the saxophone where it's attached to your body. So something yes. that's not attached to then something that is attached. A you know. total difference. In fact, I, I, I believe that the saxophone saved me in music ah. um, only because I loved playing percussion and I loved playing the drums, but I always had to be at school to play it. You know, um, oh, I, I so wasn't fortunate enough to have a drum kit at home. I used to set up my pots and pans and I'd know which drum I'm playing and I had my sheet music and I would be practicing the theoretical side of music yes. but I was never really engaging with I mean we're sitting now in your wonderful office with this plethora of instruments I didn't have a chance to think of the different sounds that are available or different ways to play a drum or knowing that even you could create different feelings with the different instruments mm. and so I think I missed out there you know and so then the, the drums passed me by in a way because you're thinking well I have to wait till I get in front of a drum kit to play and yes. you know you're not really creating sound in that way whereas with the saxophone 
I could play whenever I wanted to. And yes. I think the portability of the instrument, it allowed me to just play my emotions whenever I felt like it. I could take the saxophone along with me. It was a tenor saxophone, so it wasn't that easy. No. It wasn't that portable. Um, a big, yeah. It was a very big case. But for me, using my breath to create sound was a totally different experience that I hadn't had. I've played the piano, as I say, the violin, the drums, everything I was playing on. Mm. The saxophone was the first instrument that was coming from within. I was using my breath to create sound. Yes. And it was a totally different kind of uh, relationship that I then had with music. Mm. It's interesting <laughs> that because, I mean, you know, the, the point about, well, you know, having an instrument such as drums and many mm. of the percussion instruments where you often have to wait in order to, to play it because it's not accessible. Yes. You may not have have it available at your home. And, and I know in my own case, I mean, I didn't have a marimba until my, my 20s. Yes. You know, well, well that's very late, is, really. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but nevertheless, and I think that, you know, finding other routes to... Mm. I suppose, approaching the idea of sound making yes. and then being able to transfer that on when to... You, when you get the chance. When you do get the chance. It's interesting. Yes. And I kind of, you know, I, I suppose in my own instance, it's that curiosity towards sound that is interesting because you don't always have access to something. Yeah. I mean, so many nights in hotels and stays at hotels whereby you feel as though you're in the mood to play, but... Uh, what do I know, play? You can nothing. play your lap or a table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have the, the actual instrument there. I do have a very um, funny... Well, I think it's funny anyway, <laughs> but story about... Um, I say a saxophone, but actually it wasn't the saxophone. But I happened in the days when I used to play the Great Highland bagpipes. Yes, I yes. happened to uh, be practicing them in a hotel room in the States somewhere. What? How did you do that? And well, I know how did I do that exactly. But anyway, and my percussion technician was in the next door room, and there was an adjoining door yes. between both rooms, and. Uh, and so I was playing away, and, and he came through the adjoining door, and he said, oh, someone is knocking on your door. And I said, oh, okay. So so I immediately thought it was someone going to complain. Yes. So I dived into the bathroom. <laughs> and so meanwhile, my technician was, um, he had opened the door, and I was stuck in the bathroom. And as time went on, I thought, well, this is an awful lot of time that's <laughs> gone by. Should I just sort of peep, peep, you know, just kind of cast my, my eye through the door and... And uh, eventually, you know, I sort of opened the door a tiny bit and and I could see him still speaking to whoever it was he was right. speaking to. Anyway, eventually my technician opened the bathroom door and said, and said, you can come out now. And I said, well, what was that all about? <laughs> and he said, well, I was just speaking to Blondie there. Oh, wow. And I said, what? <laughs> Blondie? And uh, I said, you, you are, you're having me on. And yes. she, he said, no. And she had heard this sound and thought ah. it was a saxophone because the distance of, of where she was, it yes. seemed to sound like a saxophone. Um, and, and so I didn't know whether to feel happy or, oh. or you know, thinking that, wow, did I really sound like a saxophone? Yes. You know, yes. and she thought it was her saxophone player in her Oh, I see. <laughs> so she was... And so she came knocking on that door, followed the sound, as oh, it were. Oh, beautiful. And, uh, and I thought, well, how did that Scottish jig become, you know, <laughs> become in the a, style a, of a... The jazz exactly right. <laughs> and she happened to be playing with the same orchestra that I was oh, due to give a concert oh, with and so on and so forth. 
So we went to her concert, you know, and uh, and went backstage. And I jokingly said, "Oh, you I'm know, I'm your reserve saxophonist, <laughs> exactly." But yeah, funny, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's how, well, how sound can, can change. Can yes, change, exactly you know, that. It, it yes. really is. Oh, but, that's a wonderful um, story. <laughs> it is. And now I might practice my saxophone in hotels. So <laughs> can you make can you make your saxophone sound like a bagpipe? Yes, yeah. <laughs> only in hotel rooms. <laughs> But I mean, all of this idea of, um, you know, discovering sound, sound creativity, the playfulness of sound and, you know, thinking that, well, we don't always need really expensive gear yeah. to to create sound. And I think, you know, all of the wonderful work that you are doing and have done and continue to do with young people, yes, you know, is quite impressive i have oh, to say thank you. i mean it, it it really is and how you know how did this all come about was this because yeah. you're a mum yourself exactly or yeah. is it just your sense of almost childlike curiosity well I, I guess a little bit of everything and also grabbing every opportunity I believe you know mm. sometimes you set a course and you you think this is what I'm going to do and before you know it you're doing something totally different and this yeah. whole presenting career has it's blossomed um, which I'm really really enjoying you know really enjoying um, and it just it puts my job into perspective in terms of being a musician and being able to meet people and make music in different ways mm. um, but also to be able to give back I think as you're on your journey mm. you should always be looking to, to give back and assist or help or be available in case somebody wants to ask you something mm. and so I'm loving at the moment working in children's television um, with Yolanda's band jam um, and we're now uh, we got commissioned for a series three which is fantastic and, uh, and series, series two, two will be in early in, uh, 2019 no, 2020. Yes, I know. Yeah. Where are we now? And um, season one has been a, an absolute hit, and we've got a very special musician called Dame Evelyn Glennie on season two, which is oh my fantastic. lord! <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what, what I found just so interesting was was you know you had so many youngsters there, yes, you know, yes. right in front of incredible musicians your band yeah you know seeing real instruments real musicians yeah. the mechanics of playing yes. the instruments yes you know I mean and that's the gap I want to fill exactly the gap where I could see you on a poster in in my drum room mm. at school but I couldn't hear you I couldn't see you the technology yeah. that we have now I couldn't get an idea of what drives you you know and I really wanted to mm. I could see you in concert when you came to London mm. but I, I couldn't hear anything else mm. and so I think it's beautiful that we get to actually allow the artist to speak about their relationship with the instrument you know we have people come on playing harmonicas banjos you know and it's not about genre it's no. not not about sort of how long they've been playing it's about the relationship they have you know and mm. even how you're explaining how you hear sound to a young person mm. um it, it's beautiful mm. and then to see us all jamming together we have like the house band as you know and then have our special guests jamming away the kids can dance and enjoy yep. sing do whatever they want to do to react to music mm. and I think that's the best introduction to music it, it, you know in, in schools now with, with music education things are very prescribed and sort of you're, you're ticking off 
a, a register, if you like, or a checklist of mm. what they think that young people should know. Mm. Um, but actually, I want I love that young people can engage in the way that they want to. Yes. Um, you see wonderful sort of videos of uh, people filming their children in their living rooms and, and, and they create their own way of enjoying music the music starts they're dancing they're listening they run and grab um, yes. something or grab a pot and start banging away and, yes. and interact with it yes. and the minute that it's interview time they will sit down and they will listen and I they will know. really take it in yeah. um, and I think we underestimate what young people can do with music I think that's true um, so it's, it's, it's a lovely feeling to be able to be, yeah. be able to do that and I mean also you know what, what people see on those programmes are obviously the edited versions because sure. it has to be cut down absolutely and, so on. and what was so impressive was you know certain things we had to do again or I had to do again exactly. or you know yep. it, that's that's television that happens yes. that's a natural thing to happen and you know it it was fascinating to see the group of people to keep the attention of the kids I mean these are tiny young are, young five, kids five to seven year olds yeah very young yeah. And, and again that's all a kind of extension of listening you know who are our customers yes, listening exactly to our customers and and what are their needs yes you know yes. and it was really impressive and in that room then it becomes and that's what keeps me going this is sort of 12 hour days for two weeks on end mm. um, it's quite a, an intense physical it's dedication long, as well absolutely but actually every single time we get those 90 young people in the room it's almost like a workshop yeah. you know they're getting a chance to hear world-class artists hear amazing live music some of them have never seen live instruments played before or felt you know mm. what a guitar feels like coming through the amp or mm. felt what a, a, a drum or a timpani sounds like and how it shakes them inside yeah. and so it's not just they're not props for the tv they are there learning physically mm. and it's, it's like doing a workshop twice a day it's really lovely yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing amazing you're a saxophone player yes where do you see the saxophone in a hundred years time what, what do, i mean sound wise mm. how do you imagine the instrument developing or do you feel it's come it's it's at its pinnacle point oh no i think there's still a, a lot of a way for it to go when people start getting rid of the box of genres Okay. Um, because obviously the saxophone uh, is synonymous with jazz. Um, people know the instrument, they hear how it's played and a certain style that it's played. It ne has now filtered into classical music really well and into the orchestra and there are pieces written for saxophone which validates it in that world. Yep. Um, but then we had moved through to pop music and have fantastic saxophone pop solos. And in each of those sort of genres and it's filtered into world music and but actually, the saxophone is almost like a, it's a voice. It really is. It, it mm. speaks and it sings. Mm. Uh, so I think that we will start hearing the saxophone in, in even more ways, um, played in different ways as well, you know. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, because I think it, it, it screams. You know, you can really hear a saxophone scream or you can hear it sigh. You can hear the breath through the saxophone or you can just hear the note. Mm. And I think there's there's a lot to be done to bring that to the forefront a bit more. Mm. In a similar way to your Blondie story, it's like, I know what a saxophone sounds like. Yeah. 
But when I play the saxophone, you hear different sounds all the time. But it's almost like, oh, that's a squeak. We don't want that. Or, you know, that's too breathy. No, can you do that note again? But actually, why can't we use those sounds in music? You know? Um, And I think through that, we will start to hear it used much more experimentally Mm. um, in the future. There's a lot of scope for that instrument. Mm, That's interesting. I don't actually have a saxophone in the I, I know, I brought my saxophone with me. Oh, <laughs> having said that, though, I'm just going to put my coffee down because um, I'm just going to... One second. Sure, no problem one at all. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow, a oh. wooden saxophone. Yeah, I love it. What do you think? It's I not a real it. saxophone. It's an ornament, I think, more than anything. Well, actually, it's oh. a real saxophone. Is it's it a now? real saxophone, <gasps> yes. It's... A, You'd need quite big fingers to cover the holes to make sure that the oh, air comes out. Um, but I should say, you've passed me a wonderful wooden saxophone yeah. um, with the holes cut out. Is it but bamboo? It's bamboo, yes. Yeah. But it's got the octave hole. Oh. I don't know if I'd get it. I wouldn't get a note out of it, mine. But oh, it's got I know, a reed. Oh, okay. and, um, <laughs> and no. But if, if you go to saxophone shops, you see them sold. Really? Yes, and I have one. I have a straight one. And um, I can use my reeds on the mouthpiece. And, yeah, it works just perfectly fine. Yes. Wow. I don't think anything will come out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I haven't blown to to, to know because I always try it. Oh, oh, well, if you you didn't mind sort of, Uh you know, having a... We'll see what happens. Who knows? (laughs) Find your holes. My so it really is. It is. If we got if we got a bit a different read on there, yeah, yeah, you could play it. Wow, you could play it. It's just got like a piece of plastic at the moment, and that's what vibrates to yes. make the sound. At the end of yes. the day, you can make a saxophone out of anything oh, because yeah, the, yeah, what yeah. you need is the reed, yes. and when the reed vibrates, that creates the sound. So Ooh. it doesn't matter what the tube is or what the because the material I, I is. I think I I found that somewhere in South America, like Bolivia ah. or. Peru or yes or, Bolivia yes oh does it say Bolivia yes yep and uh, and I just bought it because it looked interesting yes it's but I wonderful. didn't think it was an actual it can be know. played yes I think uh, the holes are quite big so they when are you want to cover the holes massive, yeah. you need massive fingertips yeah but it, no it can be played well, it that's can amazing. be played I feel, <laughs> I feel really good now then I, I might give it a go brilliant I love it. <laughs> So you could have a project where kids make exactly that. Yes, I even saw somebody make a saxophone out of a carrot once. Um, Yes, (laughs) because all you need is the tube, and once you've put a mouthpiece on it, yeah, we're good to go. Yep, Uh, (laughs) that's so funny, isn't it? I love it. No, that's that's funny. Oh well, thank you very much. You're the first person to ever really seriously try and get a a squeak through the Bolivian wooden saxophone. Are you a collector of saxophones? <laughs> Interestingly enough, sort of having spoken to you and understanding why you collect and sort of how how different instruments make different sounds, I'm opening my mind. Oh, I've never really been a, a collector of anything. I think I, I've collected stickers and things early on or, or some stamps. I, I remember collecting stamps. But mm. with the saxophone, it was such a sort of personal connection mm. that I just thought, well, I've got my saxophone and it, it, this yeah. one fits me. It took me a good four days to, to find it and play different saxophones. Yeah. Uh, so I never really wanted to look anywhere else. And sometimes even when I go between tenor and alto or soprano and baritone, I kind of, under my breath, 
apologise to my tenor. <laughs> so, I still love you, but I'm going to play the alto today. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> I have such a connection with with that instrument. But, yeah. um, but and I wonder if it is because there is that physical, yeah, direct, so. you know, contact with the instrument. I think so, and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even just recently, I was um, given a, a wonderful saxophone. One of, I played before, and I loved the feel of it. Um, but I still—I mean, my saxophone's not perfect, but it's clunky. It's mm, it's heavy. Amazing. It's it's rustic. Mm. But I know how it works. Yes. And when I play it, I know what's going to come out. Yep. You know, and that yep. relationship takes a while to set up. So, like a car. Uh, like a car. Like exactly a car. that. Like a so, <laughs> Exactly, like a Rubik's Cube. I did collect Rubik's Cubes, actually. Oh, yes. There, there is more than just the three by three, I tell you. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I, have, I have a lot of saxophones at home, but I do have my favourites that if I'm touring, that's what I'm taking with me. And yeah, yeah. once uh, I, I was forced to put my saxophone case, which holds three saxophones, soprano, oh, alto wow. and tenor, into the hold oh, it was no. the worst day of my oh, life I can honestly I can say feel. that and um we all got off at city airport from um from Germany and my saxophone didn't make it oh yeah, it was heavens. still in the airport and they couldn't find it and three days later <gasps> it arrived back home and it really felt like a part of me yes. was missing you know it's funny that, um and it? you know when you speak to somebody that isn't necessarily a musician or somebody that doesn't understand that connection sure. so well we'll just on the insurance you get a new one <laughs> no 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 yeah how long it took me to find those reeds that mouthpiece my sling yes. that just feels like part of my body you know um Absolutely. so yeah so did I, you have to to hire in another instrument or, to, to, or i have remember? i have um, a wonderful sort of connection with yamaha i play yamaha saxophones so they did send me a replacement for the time being but it was a replacement it yes. wasn't my saxophone you know yeah. um so yes and if it, anybody sees me in the airport it's like it fits in the overhead locker yes. i'm telling you <laughs> you know why <laughs> absolutely oh i can completely feel for you i mean just recently i had well albeit you know maybe not such a crucial um thing but where my stick case didn't yes. arrive you yes. know home although it was you know this way around so until two or three days later wow. but it's it's a funny feeling that creeps in yes. because you do feel as though you know they're an extension to your limbs they you are know, they are and you feel lost and and sad, sad. And, and, and a part of you is missing yes <laughs> exactly. yes and Very so is funny. that what it is for you the 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 implement that makes the sound is that what is your yes. connection because you would then meet so many different instruments yeah it's it's just what you've had for a long time it's the weight of them it's yes. the, the length of the the shafts it's you know what you know they might give you and what you can give to the mallet and and the sticks and so on and it's never the same playing you know someone else's collection of sticks or or whatever even if it's a drumstick you know something as common as that yes they're all different that's fascinating it it is it is it's like always you know whenever you come across a a new mallet that you're or stick that you're trying for the first time it's you're having a first date with it literally you know you don't know it immediately everything about it (laughs) on that first date yes and and that's how i usually see it and and it is strange but um but anyway, it is good to know that you got 
all three sexes back. It is. It is. It is. They're back and safe and they will never go in the hold again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're you're a mum. I am indeed. Yes. I just find it very inspiring how you just balance everything and keep moving forward and pushing the boundaries and making a difference to so many people's lives. Thank you. And really by having children, because I think you're expecting... Um, yes, I am. Yes, wow. due in January. Fun. I'm eight, eight, and eight plus months at the moment. Brilliant. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting because I'm sure you know the question of is music noise, is mm. noise music, and having children and the discovery yes. of sound where they don't know. Yeah. you know what is what. Yeah, yeah. you know, is is this something that plays a part in in your family life or in your you know development as a musician well it did change a lot of things for me actually with my first pregnancy and now I know it wasn't a fluke because it's happening again now (laughs) (laughs) Um, but actually I I love I am geeky in that way the same way that I love a Rubik's Cube I love to know what's happening inside daily so I have all the apps and you know Mm -hmm. um, I want to know what's growing where and what's developed (laughs) when and actually our hearing develops really really early it does Um, you know as early as sort of 20 weeks if not before and so when they say things like read to your child sing to your child in in utero it feels strange because to us you're, you're singing to something you can't see yes um but the reaction you get you know sometimes I could speak to to my tongue it's like could, could you move today please and she will kick it's incredible um it's amazing and of course I'm a musician I'm I'm on tour I was I'm still performing now and uh the baby moves on certain songs mm. she responds to certain songs and my daughter Jemima did as well wow. um Tokyo Sunset from my first album was the song for her Gosh. that she every time we played it I'd be on stage and sort of my little secret, she's in there, she's moving and kicking. And I would even move the song around the set list just to check. Yes. Is it the song or is it the time of day or is it, you know, it was the song. And then three months later, we were back on the road and finally got her passport and she came on the road with us. And um, my mum and dad came with us as well. And they said, you know, even if she was sleeping, even if she was in the auditorium or backstage and she could hear the music, she would wake up on Tokyo Sunset. Which makes me think that actually our consciousness is there. We hear sound. We have a relationship with sound even in the womb, Mm. you know, um, which then leads me even more into music education because who are we to take that away from a young person who's been hearing sounds from before they were born and then we tell them, no, this is how you play it. This is how it should be heard, you know. Um, And they have the freedom to hear hear that and make an association. Mm. Um, They Mm. they recognise voices of people, you know. My baby in my tummy now recognises the voice of her big sister and she she does respond if, if Jemima's reading a book, for example, or singing a song she will respond and I think I find that fascinating it is interesting yeah it's really interesting you know having you explain the fact that you know we're all musical yeah yeah (laughs) when we're in our our mum's womb you know we're all musical we're all reacting yes to that vibration absolutely and that's kind of what it is yeah and and as you say to then have that taken away or regimented yes you know is is 
it's quite a situation. I think we're definitely feeling the effects of that. This is it, exactly. Now, and, you know, e- even things like loud noises, for example. I did a, a, a documentary once on Williams syndrome. Oh, and yes. um, even though it has its other, it's a chromosomal uh, uh, condition, yeah. but in terms of sound and how they perceive sound, some are really hypersensitive to to hearing. Uh, Some are very um, able to to make music straight away or pick up a tune. Um, But the one thing was loud sounds. Mm. It was very distracting and quite distressing for some. Yes. Um, But actually, even for, for us, it is distressing. You know, even going to a fireworks for me, is it's wonderful but because you have that association it's fine but yes. hearing a, a sudden sudden loud um surprising yeah. sound to me makes me jump all the time yes um and actually my tummy was jumping too yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you know yeah. we we have an association with sound very very early on mm. and and it's really really important that we understand that and we enable people to to listen in the way that they see fit yeah and i think what's interesting you know when in in your um the yolanda banjam yes oh i always get this confused banjam banjam that's right you know in in those programs what what i find um really important as well about them is that the youngsters are getting a sound diet that is really healthy you know where there's the the low frequencies, high frequencies, yeah. mid you name it. You know, yeah. short sounds, long sounds, sort of present sounds, distant sounds, you name it. And because that, I I wonder, you know, is becoming quite narrow because things are fed through. Yeah, the headphones. You know, the headphones. It's being squashed, cosmetically enhanced yeah. or not enhanced necessarily, and and so that gut feeling that mm. we do feel in the womb yes is sort of all coming to the upper part of our physical body, yeah absolutely you know? it's so true yeah um and i think it's important that we keep that palette open you yeah. know keep keep the, the hearing the different frequencies hearing it used in different ways discordance even mm. um i think it's it's really important because mm. It allows. It's like eating eating different types of food early on. You know, we could be very safe with either bland tastes, but it's good every so often just to get a little kick here and there, or you know, try a very sweet taste or try a a very peppery taste because you need to keep that palate open Mm. um, in order to appreciate what what you're hearing or what you're tasting in that Mm. instance. You know, one of the things that is always interesting when you study music Mm. is that it's and I don't know if it's happened to you in that you know often we have to read the printed page yes and we adhere to the rules of that printed page and you know in your case you read music yes yes but this line between the reading of the page and almost making that page then feel as though it's being improvised yeah. is quite extraordinary and and that's something that we all like to achieve but strangely we're still in a position of if isolating improvisation mm. where it's something that only certain people can do yes. certain people perhaps in the jazz world more yes. or in the pop world in the folk world and so on and again, this is something that we all do so naturally when we're young. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, is this something that you 
you think a lot about or you feel is important for for young and indeed seasoned musicians sure. to, to to think about? To I think it's very, very important and it's some, sort of my uh, music educational crusade, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, yes, I, I did learn instruments traditionally so I can read music. Yes. Uh, but for my job, I don't. Mm. Um, it's only recently where uh, sort of as, as I work with different people, um, then sheet music will come my way and it's like, oh, goodness, <laughs> I was like red for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Send me an audio file as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for for my music, I, I don't write anything down. I, I either record everything or remember it. Um, and I find that it's important because then you're you're telling a story. Mm. Um, you're you're creating a moment, and I love that no two shows are the same because we might go somewhere else um mm. and and that the majority of it is improvised i think that you know that's what creates the moment and yeah. if i've traveled to australia if i've traveled to to india it allows those cultures to creep in actually yes. onto the stage because then i'm not sort of focusing on what the dots say yes. um and just sort of regurgitating it if you like I know there's interpretation in in reading music as well but actually I'm allowing the outside sounds and the outside influences to come into my music Mm. and it happens with my band as well it's not intentional Mm. Um, but sometimes you know you get to the interval speak to the drummer and say what happened there like where did that come from I don't know but it might have been where we ate at lunch it might have been in a town square and you hear a certain rhythm of a place or or a city or a country Um, and so I I think that we should always be open to that you know Um, even for as I love how you say the seasoned musician you can always be influenced music is is fluid music is a language and it can change wherever you are sorry to interrupt no no it's it's almost as though you're you know suggesting that every sense yeah is becomes a hearing sense every sense you know attaches to the moment of or or you know i i find i'm not really explaining this very well but i find that you know, sometimes I'm asked, um, what inspires you? Or yes. where do you get your inspiration from? And, and you know, often it's doing nothing sometimes <laughs> or just sitting there yeah. or people watching or just looking out a window or, or something someone may have said yeah. or something, as you say, you might have tasted a yes. type of food or, you know, the most sort of unlikely things that you would think, well, that's got nothing, you know, <laughs> that type of pasta has got nothing to nothing do, with, to do with, sound. You know, <laughs> with, with, with what you're doing on, on a drum or something. But actually, it is. It is. It, it is, really is. Isn't it? Yeah. And I think you know, the moment you can allow yourself to be open to that and yep. let that influence you is the moment that the magic happens. You yes. know, um, yes. you start creating things that you never thought you would create. You write music in a different way I think you experience music in a different way Mm. Um, and Mm. and I think that's why music and sound will forever keep evolving Mm. Um, I mean now we have the infiltration of technology to add to that as well Um, but there are always new sounds to hear there's always new ways to interpret sounds Mm. Um, and I think that's what will just keep music moving keep sounds moving as Mm. as we progress Mm. amazing amazing now I can't sort of um, let you go today (laughs) without asking about 
mastermind. Oh my goodness. Oh my word. You know, I just happened to switch the TV on and there you were. And I thought, my God, are you brave? Oh, God. Are you brave? Yolanda, it I was, was a nerve wracking. Really? Well, I, I say this because, dare I say, I've been asked a couple of times have to do this. You, I was going to ask. Twice I have declined. <laughs> That's how feeble and weak I am. No, not at all. No, you are justified, I'll oh, tell you that. no, I would be scared <laughs> stiff. It was thought, a wow. very nerve-wracking experience. It really was. Really, really. It was like tell doing me, my tell A-levels. me all about it. It was like doing my A-levels all over again. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'd chosen crumbs. Marvin Gaye. I, I love the music yeah. of Marvin Gaye. I love the sounds that he uses. I love the production. Oh, my. But, I mean, to know his life is a totally oh, different thing. Gosh. And actually, in a strange way, changed how I, I have a relationship with his music now, which oh, I'm not actually happy about. Because, I mean, he had a very colourful life and quite a distressing end to his life. Yes. And now... Um, when you listen, when I listen to the songs, and I know all the stories behind each of the songs, he literally lived his life through those records. You know, um, yeah, I mean, he yeah. isn't, even has an album called "Here, My Dear." Um, I wish I could tell the year. I want to say seventy-three, but it was a while ago. <laughs> um, but um, but actually, it was an album he had to make um, so that he could break uh, his recording contract because his wife was part of the the recording team so it's almost like say here my dear here's the album you know take the money and let's get on with this kind of thing whereas you know before the album was quite a a a wonderful experience for me and then you listen and his ad-libs are saying you know (laughs) the name of his wife and he's saying lots of things and now the context is totally different you know and very real it's somebody's real life experiences um, but then to know his whole life and answer it in 90 seconds was very distressing. <laughs> what period did you give yourself to? It was his, the life and times of. So it was his whole life. Yes. So and, I had to know everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, I mean, I obviously you, you knew a lot about him before, <laughs> but, but did you give yourself a set period to study I mean to, no to... you can't because I don't know what they're going to ask so I literally right, had just... to know from from birth to oh to his sad demise um know everything yes well, so uh, but it was it was a lovely experience they did look after us but literally yeah. everyone had notes and you know <laughs> highlighting notes and yeah. bits in the books and <laughs> oh unbelievable uh, but well, um no well it is a great that. experience well done for, that, for sure yeah and then eggheads yeah Yes, absolutely. But then I switched the TV on, and and I'm not a big quiz show person, but you know, it's in the day. Wow, that's you know again. I know. No, it's been a wonderful experience. You know, um, more recently, I did uh, Richard Osman's House of Games as well, and um, I mean, I I love the idea of again where we started with the interview allowing myself to show people my personality. You know, I'm not going on the shows to show. What a genius I am, <laughs> which I'm not. But 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 it's it's more about sort of showing that personality and, and having a good time. Yeah. And I think it's important to to show people that because as musicians we are very much into our music and our craft. Mm. And when we create music, we want people to hear it in the right way. And you know, it, when you're touring, it's very focused. You know, I want the sound to be a particular way, and I want people to get the best out of the music 
but I think in this day and age, it's important that people also see the person behind the music. Yes. Um, and there's and, a person, uh, you know, behind every... There is a person every, behind everything, you know, yeah. living being. And, yeah, um, and, and the more that you're able to be yourself mm. um, publicly, mm. I think the more sane you can stay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, um, point, you know and, uh, and I just want people to know it's me when when you see me mm. um, if it's on the television or, or you meet me on the street it will be the same person yeah. um and and i want that as well for 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 the children as well they watch the show um i'm, a, I'm approachable come and talk to me let me know how you're feeling let me know yes. what reaction you had and so yeah. uh, with the shows i think it's nice that they yeah. get to see my personality <laughs> yeah, it's amazing and it's such an important point it, yes it, it really is because it's a kind of profession where it is so easy to get sucked in well, it you is. know to, it is. to situations and and you lose well who am i yeah. you know yeah. who am yeah. i and and um, and I think you've really, really, you know, very naturally, you know, go through all of that process you being you. Yes, and yes. Ultimately. Well, I mean, even even things like photo shoots. We do photo shoots yes. for the the covers of our um, our our work and yeah. and and programs. And a lot of my images are quite striking, and you know, yes. I don't, I don't smile, and you know, it's yeah, quite it's striking great. poses. And I realised after a while that people were meeting me, expecting me to be that person. <laughs> No, that's art. That's art, darling. That's, that's expression. <laughs> so it is nice that they get. <laughs> I think people thought I didn't smile for a yeah. very long time. It's <laughs> a miserable so and so. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it, it's nice that you get the platform to be able to show people who you are. Absolutely right. No, that's, that's brilliant. So just to wind down here, yeah. I mean, I have to ask, what is listening? to you what's the difference between listening and hearing oh I think listening is taking yourself out of the situation and allowing it to happen um when when you when you listen to a song or you listen to the sounds around you you have you're the observer if you like you're not Mm. part of it if if you know what I mean so I quite like to listen because I don't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like to, I, I love silence. Um, do you think there's such a thing as silence? I've experienced a type of silence when I went scuba diving. Um, so deep down under the sea, and you're in this sort of vacuum and there, there's yeah. no sound. Although I did hear my laugh under there. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is very strange. Somebody did something very funny and I heard... <laughs> I've just ruined it for everybody. <laughs> but when you're sort of... <laughs> I can just picture the vibration. The vibrations. Oh, <laughs> so you land us down again. Yeah. You know? um, but actually, when you're sort of swimming around and exploring, there is just this silence. There's, there's your breathing, obviously, and you can sort of ignore that. But there's, there's nothing. Mm. I mean, now, if we're, if we're silent, you'll hear cars in the distance or... Mm there's nothing there and I just love that yeah. you know yeah. um but I also like it when so we're we're here and you can hear things happening in the distance yes but you're not interacting with it, it it's happening yes and so for me that's listening yes hearing is a bit more um you have to be a part of it mm. I find that sort of when when you when you hear music for example you then have to interpret it. 
you mm. have to you have to think oh that's a happy sound or that's you a sad sound that you have to have an opinion comment, and yeah. it has to then make sense in whichever way you process music if it's visual or if it's colors or if it's an emotion um so hearing sometimes can be quite um exhausting and so sometimes when I'm driving, I like to drive in silence or it would be like a radio forward, something talking. Yes. Because I find that if I'm, if there's music around, I'm hearing it all the time and I'm, yes. you know, oh, oh, that could, that could work on this and that could, yes. oh, I think I might include that on here. Or, yes. oh, the worst like one is, yeah, the worst one is when, if you're in a rest, in a restaurant, the background music is playing and you can only hear the bass line. Oh, that oh. is the worst thing oh, for me because I can yes. hear it and the bass is going on and I'm thinking, what song is that again? Yeah, okay, I know the yeah. song and then I'm singing the bass line and I've zoned out. No one can talk to me. Yeah. It's just, it's it's all encompassing, if you like. And yes. that for me is hearing. I have to, I have to interact with it. Yes. I can't just let it happen, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, and that for me is quite exhausting. People always say, you know, even sort of, as I go in to give labour soon, help bring your favourite playlist. Bring I don't want any music. No, I just want to be. A, <laughs> I want to be able to focus on what I'm doing yes, and the um, music of you. The really, music of me. Yes, the music of the situation. The yes. Yeah, and the yeah. sounds of the situation. Um, I think yeah. when when we when you talk about sound, I love it when you talk about hearing sound and a new way of of listening, mm. um, because actually there's music everywhere. Yes, and so for example sorry in my mind is labor at the moment but there is a rhythm there's going to be a rhythm to contractions there's going to be a rhythm to the heartbeat monitor there's going to be a rhythm to 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 what i'm doing and that is the music yes you know and yes. and once i make that the music then i can breathe through it i can work through it and i become part of that performance mm. but if you've got something else happening music playing over there and something else happening over there yes it's too distracting yes it's, it's, it's like layer upon layer upon yes layer it's like hearing three concerts at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting yeah. what you said there and and you know, I think something really important for us to digest yeah. because it, it, I know in my own situation that in a way less is more sometimes. Yes. And, you know, when you're in the privacy of your own four walls and you're working on a piece of music, you know, you're, you're focusing. And, and I see listening as something that you concentrate on, you engage with, mm. that, you know, that is what you are deciding to do mm. at that point in time yes and me hearing for me is like a medical situation mm. you know so it's a you can either hear this or that or whatever it's it so I don't really see hearing as something I engage in so much whereas listening is ah. so I feel I can actually do things and even if I'm hearing a sound, yes, it I'm not listening to it, so I can easily not hear it. Yes, yes, if, yes. If you can block sense. it out. It's you can block it out. Yeah, yes, sort yes, of, yes. Know, but, um, but the idea where we're we're living in a world that is just you know where we can barely hear ourselves, yeah. you know, and then listen to ourselves and therefore act on you know what we're naturally yeah. feeling yeah, really yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is really interesting that makes really good sense yeah oh gosh well on that note on that note Yolanda uh, I just want to say thank you so much no thank you this has really? been wonderful I've no, loved speaking I love you. speaking to you anyway but I've loved oh, being on the podcast no <laughs> well, I really really appreciate it and can you believe you know we've got 
no drums, although we're surrounded by drums, but we we're are. not, you know, playing anything. I we're, know. We're, are we mean not to play anything? Or, I don't know. <laughs> it's been refreshing. It has been refreshing. Oh, and, well, and, and now we've we've experienced so many different ways. I've, I've interviewed you. You've interviewed me. We've played together, oh, made music together. So, um, you awards. And, no, and not so at all. Lovely. No, I'm just honoured to be a part of it all. Oh, and I'll be listening you. to all well, the other episodes. Thank you very much and thank you everyone for listening and do do please i encourage you very much to really you know engage in yolanda's wonderful cbb's series of music and that will you know continue to influence so many young people and old people like myself (laughs) so we're all there's something for everyone (laughs) yeah (laughs) thank you yes please yes I would like to say a very special thank you to Audio Network for supporting my podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for making it this far. Before you go, I do have a question for you. How fast can you complete a Rubik's Cube? Well, please share your answers with me on Twitter using the hashtag TheEvelynGlennyPodcast. See you in my next one.